from the CSI Today News Desk at the College of Staten Island. Welcome to the CSI Today Talks Podcast with your hosts, David Pizzuto and Terry Manns. The CSI Today Talks Podcast is your connection to the College of Staten Island with the newsmakers that make it happen. From world-renowned faculty and staff, dynamic students, and community leaders, stay connected to CSI with CSI Today Talks. And now, here is your host, David Pizzuto. Welcome everyone once again to CSI Today Talks right here on CSIToday.com and from wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We welcome you into another episode today as we premiere our show on May 23rd of 2022. This is season one, episode 16 of CSI Today Talks. I am your co-host David Pizzuto and joining me in just a few moments is class of 2022 senior Michael Sorensen. He is my special guest on today's show. Michael and I go back a little ways. Uh, Both of us uh, grew up around CSI athletics. Mike's older brother Chris was a CSI student athlete and swimmer uh, and so is Mike and we've had the pleasure of him being a part of the athletics program for many years and today I'll be speaking to Mike about his collegiate career which includes uh, multiple majors and and degree pursuits as part of the Macaulay Honors College. Michael is also an entrepreneur. He's also started an entrepreneurial club at the College of Staten Island. We'll talk a little bit uh, about what he's been doing in that area and of course all the things that he's looking forward to post-graduation and being a part of the workforce and uh, part of our alumni base here at the college. And I think we'll save some time to to talk about Mike's uh, distinguished swim career as well in the many years, of course, the um, moving from Division Three to Division Two as well. Very exciting for Mike and all of his uh, teammates and fellow student-athletes there as well. So a lot to talk to Mike about on today's show. So happy to be revisiting with him and, of course, having him on in just a few moments. Before we get to Mike, however, we do want to go over some housekeeping as we do uh, every week here on the show. We remind you that you can catch CSI Today Talks on any um, platform where you listen to your favorite podcast. We um, broadcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, um, CastBox, so many different ways to catch our show and remind you to subscribe to whatever way you follow us and also to subscribe to our website at csitoday.com. Head on over to www.csitoday.com. On the right-hand toolbar, there's a chance to subscribe to our website and by subscribing every week, you get uh, this show delivered to you and as well as all of the other uh, top headlines that CSI is making from the newsmakers that make it the extraordinary place that it is. So we remind you once again to subscribe and also to listen to any of our archived broadcasts. Uh, Co-host Terry Mayers and I on hand every single Monday to bring you a new episode, and we will be uh, premiering episodes up until about the first or second week in June. Then we'll take some time off over the summer, prepare our guest list for the fall, and we'll resume activities in the fall. But um, 15 episodes in the books, and we bring you episode 16 here today. So without further ado, let me welcome in Mike Sorensen into CSI Today Talks. Mike, how are you today? Dave, I'm doing really, really great. Uh, This weekend is a beautiful weekend. We have some really great weather, and um, it's an exciting week ahead, really, with, 
you know, commencement and graduation coming. So it's a, it's a beautiful Sunday to be on a podcast with you. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And I know I want, I, I know commencement's one of those things I want to talk about with you a little bit later on. I really want to start just by, you know, uh, by saying I was introducing the audience to you, but you know, um, uh, before we got you here on the air and I, I spoke about how we know one another through CSI athletics. And it's so great to be catching up with you again, with you here and now, and on the cusp of graduation, did these years not fly by or what? <laughs> No, this year really did fly by. Um, <laughs> I remember it was kind of like a bat and eye how the, the fall flew through and then the spring started. And I'm like, man, I only got a few more months here at CSI. And um, to think about like, all the culminating experiences that kind of brought me here um, was really something that, you know, it takes a lot of time to reflect on. Um, I mean, you spoke about how we, we met through athletics and that was a big part of my experience and my kind of chapter here at the college. Um, and there's just been so many things and just seeing the swim season kind of culminate in March was just a flash of an eye, you know? Yeah. It's amazing how fast, uh, you know, the one academic year goes and then in your case, your entire career, but, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a good one. And, you know, there is a lot I want to go over with you today, Mike, in our, in our half hour or so that we have. And, you know, I wanted to begin first at the beginning. Um, you know, you were a Curtis high school um, student and graduate where you participated in three sports, swimming, mm -hmm. baseball, cross country. And like your older brother, Chris, you decided to attend CSI and you chose swimming as a sport to pursue. Can you take me through the decision of choosing CSI and how swimming was a part of that decision? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's a great place to start. Um, you know, I graduated from Curtis, like you said, I was in the international baccalaureate program. So very similar to the Macaulay Honors Program, like a high-level institutional kind of program for academics. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I was in Curtis, I was very much so a student athlete, kind of high up in my class. And, you know, I saw, I saw the path that my brother laid for me uh, going into high school, leading him to CSI and the great kind of sports environment and the great academic environment he was in with Macaulay Honors and the athletic program. And it was a huge motivational factor. I mean, you see, you see the results and experiences someone has and, and how much they kind of rave about making that decision to go to CSI. You know, I was convinced at the start, you know, um, I applied personally back, back in the day when I was a, uh, incoming freshman, I applied only for CSI, Macaulay honors, a few other CUNYs, but my decision was to stay home in the city. And, um, you know, I think a lot of factors play into that. But a lot of those, you know, derive from the experiences I saw my brother was having here at the college and the experiences he was having within the athletic department on the swim team. Great, great. And I know we're the better for it, obviously, for that for that decision. And and you basically hit the ground running, Mike, at CSI. You know, I believe you you majored uh, in corporate communications. I hope I got that right. But Correct. Didn't, yes. But didn't you pick up a couple of other majors, too, along the way? Yeah, I sh well, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you're, you're exactly right. I started majoring in corporate communications. Um, I decided to pivot a little bit within my freshman year. I wanted to, to double major. So I did corporate communications and design digital media with a minor in business marketing. Um, at the time, my trajectory was going to be around media and marketing. Uh, my father, and we'll speak about this a little bit too. Mm -hmm. We run a real estate business together, um, residential sales, investment sales, and um, we also run a property management company. And my goal was to just kind of communicate the value and services that we provide as a business. Uh, our business is in Sunset Park in Brooklyn. So we're very local here. And, you know, my intention was just to kind of do the branding, uh, a lot of the video work, photography. 
And um, as I kind of continued on within my experience at the college, and I saw my brother graduate, he graduated uh, with a degree in nursing and got his BSN, and now he works at Maimonides in Brooklyn. Um, I saw the, the needs of my family business change um, as the dynamic changed. And that led me to kind of major in more things. So um, to take a long, a long story a little short, mm-hmm. uh, I will be graduating this Thursday with three bachelor's degrees, um, starting in communications with majors in corporate comm and design digital media. Uh, the second degree will be in business with three concentrations, three majors in marketing, management, and finance. And the third degree with its own concentrations in economics. So three degrees, six majors, and um, it's taken me a long way. And I think as someone coming from a family business background, it's allowed me to be very dynamic, um, which is just something I, I've always desired to be as, a, as an individual, as a student athlete, as somebody here on campus. And, um, you know, it's afforded me a lot of opportunities. And I was granted this opportunity from Macaulay when I applied uh, towards what would have been my senior year. Um, for a fifth year scholarship and I was awarded it and it was a you know something that was a bit of a tearjerker when I got the news mm-hmm. um, it was something I really really was hoping to get the opportunity for and I was awarded it now my family was very proud and so was I and it led me to a fifth year here at the college and I'm so glad I stayed because a lot of these experiences culminated here in this fifth year yeah awesome and it's something that you should be really proud of Mike and I know we're all we're all very proud of you uh, as well, but you know, you're the one who put in the work and, and got it accomplished. So, you know, congratulations for it. And, you know, I was going to ask you how you kind of arrived at, at thinking that you wanted to pursue this and you kind of led on with that. It was the, it was the business part, but I'm sure some of your classes also kind of gave you a taste of what the discipline would be like. Did that factor in as well? Yeah. Meeting, meeting faculty, meeting others that are taking those classes. Did that kind of factor into your decision? Yeah, I, I absolutely would say so. Um, you know, I made this decision kind of like um, I was thinking about it my junior spring um, year, and I was meeting some faculty members, kind of going to my senior year. Um, some of the professors that were kind of pivotal or, or critical to these decisions was was Dr. Jonathan Peters. Mm. He's uh, in the, the sure. finance department, and um, Professor Heidi Bertels. Oh, yeah. uh, she, I took a management capstone course with her. And, um, you know, both of those professors are just very passionate about the, those concentrations. I mean, uh, Dr. Peters comes from a public policy kind of background in finance, and he was, a, he was a more personal mentor of mine. We served on the CSI Association together, um, you know, and I got a lot of hands-on kind of experience just having conversations with him. And uh, Professor Bertels, that capstone course is very intensive, and you run a simulation for a business. And it reminded me a lot of what I was doing in the office with my father. And um, I would say, truthfully, a lot of decisions regarding bringing me to where I am comes from the hands-on experience I had running a family business mm-hmm. while being more than full-time um, in my academic course load, within my athletic you know, involvement. And um, you know, we, we started, basically we started managing properties, right? When I was, um, my, my freshman, sophomore year. And at the time we managed maybe less than 10 buildings. And when I say buildings, I mean commercial buildings, Mm -hmm. people that invest in property and real estate. And, um, you know, we were a small dynamic team and I had aspirations to grow that, um, by the time I graduated. And now at this point we manage 
almost 35 buildings, um, 300 units from about less than 10 and about 80 units. And that all came together while I was experiencing undergraduate mm-hmm. and college, you know, and, and yeah. those, those years are very critical, you know, where you have to make a lot of personal decisions and to take on a lot of business level, higher level decisions where I have to consider my employees, I have to consider how to, you know, make margins and grow a business. And really it's my family's business. So I'm taking on family decisions. Um, you know, when it came to how can I do better for my family and how can I do better for my business and my life, academics was there, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt that taking on these majors would just give me the foundation I needed to provide, you know, depth, you know, to my business. And, um, you know, those experiences, as well as those experiences I had with faculty members brought me to the decision I had. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And kind of covers the next question I was I was going to have about about your love for the disciplines and obviously the the uh, the fact that it is your family business and you have a personal stake in it, how much of a factor that is. And it sounds like it was a big one. And the other the other kind of landscape um, with this, Mike, too, is is covid. Right. Because, right. You know, over these last, you know, two, maybe two plus years, um, everybody was affected a little bit differently. And I've heard a lot of students say that despite the challenges that COVID presented, it was a chance for them to kind of refocus, maybe Absolutely. even take on a little bit more since they were doing it remotely. Did, did that did that factor in as well, your ability to do things more remotely and you know, kind of be in two places at once sometimes? Very, very critical, Dave. Um, within the COVID kind of era, right, that we're in and now coming to the end of, um, that's where I kind of did a, I executed a lot of course overloads. <laughs> so I remember that spring, um, you know, we, we kind of went into a, a virtual life, you know, we didn't get to finish out that spring and it went online. Right. And when I went into that summer, I took on, I think two courses, eight credits, um, that fall with everything being online, I used my first course overload and I believe I took 23 credits that wow. fall. Um, you know, granted we didn't have the swim season, so I had a lot less demand coming from there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that winter I took a course and that spring I used another course overload and I took some courses out at Brooklyn college. I ended up taking, I think 26 credits that spring. So I did utilize a lot of, you know, that virtual, um, access. And at the same time though, business was picking up. Mm -hmm. So though my academics were picking up and I was, I was taking advantage of the situation we had, which truthfully works better for me as being somebody who really runs a full business while in college, I need that virtual, um, you know, accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and the business started picking up. We actually grew our portfolio, um, from that, you know, 80 to hundred units at that time. Uh, that was like early 2020, um, at this point now at 300 units and, the biggest scale of growth occurred during the COVID pandemic when people were buying property and having difficulty managing it with maybe tenants that were facing hard times, you know, and they couldn't afford to pay rent. You know, as a company, we help people that live here in New York city apply for COVID rent relief money where we got owners rent that was falling behind on. We got tenants peace of mind knowing that they wouldn't face evictions and that they would have their rent paid for those months that they hit hard times. And um, those were those were two dynamics I had to balance in in this kind of uh, environment. Um, and, you know, it, 
for a lot of people, it, it hit a lot of hard times, but for a lot of people, it, it offered opportunities, yeah. you know, and um, for people looking to propel, them, propel themselves forward, they need to be aware of them, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's a very good point. Uh, one of the things you just mentioned, obviously, was that you didn't have to contend with the swim season for that for that one year right. where, you, where you overloaded. But, you know, that is part of your portfolio uh, with the college. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's probably, you know, our entry point to knowing one another, you know, and what a lot of people might not know, and you just alluded to it, was that is that swimming is, is different from other sports in that it's a, it's a two-semester sport at CSI. Correct. So you, you really have to balance your sport in both semesters. And it's a sport, Mike, where you really can't take or, or you don't take many days off. Can you talk about, you know, A, managing um, the sport with your schedule and B, the benefits of being part of a team on top of everything else that you might have going on? Absolutely. And I, I think a lot of that stuff I learned um, – just being younger, I was, I was a part of the Boy Scouts program and I'm an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I learned the value of being involved in a team dynamic, you know, and, you know, being a part of a team means showing up, you know, and, you know, every day we had practice, you know, Monday through Friday, uh, sometimes on Saturdays, if not, we had swim meets and, you know, you had to be there for the people in your lane, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, that can be very difficult with a heavy course load. I know myself, I dropped the ball. You know, in some situations where, you know, weeks were really tough with schoolwork, maybe weeks were really tough with, you know, responsibilities I had to clients and uh, financial statements I had to issue out and make sure I was kind of punctual on meeting all these deadlines. And, you know, being an athlete teaches you to be very good at managing your time, you know, and being very disciplined. Um, And, you know, athletics really took me a lot of places and I really appreciated every opportunity I had with it. Um, you know, it brought us to visiting a lot of colleges for away swim meets. Mm-hmm. Um, it led me to meet other students within the CUNY system, going to Baruch College, going to Brooklyn College and other universities. Um, it took, took us to Florida where we had a training trip my sophomore year. We were there for a week and that had to be one of the most amazing experiences, you know, to think that in college you could travel somewhere to, you know, basically be in the best environment you can be to raise your performance level and be with your team. You know, mm-hmm. I think we even had a dual meet while we were there and versing other universities that traveled for that same reason. And, um, you know, it, it just, it, it really tied a lot of experiences together being an athlete. Um, I know I was also involved in student government a lot while I was a part of the swim team. And some of the projects I wanted to do on student government was to tie more of the community at CSI to what we have in one R. And one of the projects I led as, as a senator on student government was getting funding for the recreational gym that we have for all students. And, you know, we ended up getting funding about $20,000 to upgrade the uh, deadlifts and squat racks that are there. And now within my last year at the college, I was so proud to step into that room and see one day, not even expected, I didn't know it was in the works, but to see the other half of that gym receive two new squat racks with uh, lifting plates on the bottom. And it, it's cool to see like a seed dropped and see it grow. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think that's really something that speaks about what 1R is on campus. You know, it's it's something that I feel like I walk into that building and there's always something going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going to be something, room for improvement or changes. And it's always been very positive, you know. Yeah. Um, having great advisors, having great coaches, 
you know, and, and that's, that's really benefited a lot of my early years at the college and motivated me even more. I know some of the athletes we had on, on the team when I was a freshman, they laid some inspiration for me to be, you know, one of the, the top student athletes in the program. You know, I look at members like Chris Pinto and alumni, Brandon Lee, um, Eva, Naomi, you know, these were people that were athletes on the team with my brother. And I just remember them being such dynamic individuals that it was, it was inspirational and aspirational for me to be at that level, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Having those cohorts, uh, you know, pushing you in that respect is, is a huge help academically, I think more than what people might, might realize. And then, you know, what's happening inside the pool itself is exciting too, right, Mike? Because you're, you know, you're one of the few student athletes now, now three years removed that began your career as a division three athlete and is leaving as an NCAA division two athlete because the athletics made that transition. Can you explain the differences that you've seen from a student athlete vantage point uh, and the excitement level around that move that was felt by the program and the team? Oh, absolutely. And it's silly of me to kind of gloss over such a huge transition, right. Of the athletics department. (laughs) Um, But for me, truthfully, like, I felt like our department really held us to a standard of division two athlete, you know? So I would say expectations and performance had had a huge shift in terms of energy, but the expectations of our athletes was very much the same. And it was following that trajectory really of division two athlete, you know, mm-hmm. the amount of hours we competed and the teams we were competing with, you know, they kept us to a high standard, but I think the energy really propelled our program forward. Um, you know, we got a lot of new people coming from outside of the city, coming from Long Island, coming from far out of state. And, you know, people want to be here at CSI because they realize the programs and the offerings that this college has, you know, um, it's led our athletes to also go on further training trips, uh, to compete at higher levels because now we're versing different universities and institutions. And, you know, it really has brought a high high level of energy uh, to the athletes and, and our athletes are incredibly proud to be a part of division two uh, within the NCAA. And I, you know, I felt those volumes really within our team as it is, you know, we, we recruited a lot of high level athletes, very, uh, very disciplined and, and very kind of multidimensional, you know, a lot of Macaulay students as well. Um, and it, it's really been great, you know, and I think we've seen a lot of shifts within this past year specifically regarding the media uh, side of things, we, you know, we picked up a great uh, talent with uh, one of new photographers and, and kind of media people, mm-hmm. Marquise Pickering, yep. who's just brought like brought such um, great documentary to these like amazing moments within those games, you know, within those meets where you get to see our athletes just so pumped up and so excited to to represent our college and, and to be athletes. And, you know, I think I really think the athletics department is really just hitting all the hitting all the right uh, strings there and hitting really all the right points. And, um, you know, going to Division two has been critical. Uh, picking up the right athletes to be a part of our community has been critical. Coaching and staff has been critical. And, you know, it's been a great experience to see the shift between Division three to Division two. You know, it's something I didn't expect. And I'm glad I'm very glad to have been a part of it. Awesome. Awesome. And I know one thing I know about the team, Mike, is just how unified it is. You know, the the friendships that you're able to forge within it, I'm sure they'll last a lifetime. There are such unspeakable gains tied to being an athlete that many don't see when they check out the final scores of matches or stats or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or even credit to organized sports as far as the life lessons it teaches. Can you attest to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look at my, my fellow athletes as family. 
Um, you know, there's been countless experiences that we've gone, you know, and celebrated after uh, swim meets or events or celebrated a friend's birthday. Um, you know, these are people I take classes with and that I, I on a personal level, try to mentor and try to help, you know, pick them up on a, a, on a very positive trajectory, leading them into their, you know, postgraduate life, you know, into careers and things like that. And there's just such strong bonds because you're really experiencing college together, you know, when you're an athlete, you know, you're on the team, on the team with those people, you show up for those people and those bonds are really strong. You know, um, I have some of my greatest friends coming from the team. I have friends like Michael Storer, who's a fellow Macaulay student, yeah. uh, Bridget Mulvey, who I was able to be on the same um, kind of swim program with at Curtis, uh, Jason Torchio, Thomas Smith, Chris Ivanov. A lot of really, really close friends are coming from my swim program. And I'm, I'm very grateful that I've been a part of the team to have these people by my side to this day. So awesome to hear. Uh, so great to, uh, t- uh, to know that the team is doing that for you in so many different, uh, you know, arenas, personal, uh, uh, professional, obviously, you know, athletic performance as well. And, um, and you know, you're, you're transitioning all that and all that knowledge to, you know, your business. And you've mentioned it several times, your, your family business. I know you've, you know, we've spoken about it several times, something you're very proud of. And, you know, obviously um, something that I would anticipate you want to make your career, right? Your, this, this real estate business. Can you tell us a little bit about at the end of the day, where you're looking to, to maybe take your, your um, you know, experiences with your family business as a, as a long-term career goal? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a lot of things kind of, I just want to note that a lot of things kind of shifted in this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, going into my fifth year, I was afforded an opportunity to be a part of a program called Project Destined, where I had to meet a lot of great mentors. Um, I was a part of a, a team of Q- CUNY students because CUNY is a sponsor of the program. Mm-hmm. And um, our team went through this basically Shark Tank style real estate uh, program mm-hmm. where we had to analyze a commercial property, pitch it to a, basically a board of investors and you know compete against other teams. And we competed against 40 teams across the country. And, um, you know, my team that I was on, we made it all the way to the national championship and won. Wow. Um, and that was a program I was involved in, you know, this past summer. Um, and it, it, that, you know, provided me a lot of opportunities and, uh, the fall they invited me back and I was sponsored by Capital One, um, who was, you know, basically the sponsor for my, my specific team. And I was, I led the team as a mentor now teaching the other undergraduate students to go through the program. Mm. And, you know, my goals, you know, throughout college, which led me to graduating with three degrees and six majors, doing all the things I was involved in at so many capacities. Um, it has shifted my my career trajectory slightly um, as Capital One, I guess, kind of saw some um, some talent in me. Mm-hmm. And they, they gave me a job offer uh, to work with them when I graduate in July within commercial real estate and finance. Wow. And um, that's an opportunity that when I spoke with my father and spoke about our family business, he believed would be critical. And seeing, you know, his son who, who worked really, really hard in college, you know, have, have even further opportunities and maybe eventually bring some of those things home to the family business. And he supported me wholly uh, to take the job offer with Capital One. So I will, when I graduate, uh, be working with Capital One in uh, Manhattan on uh, Park Avenue within commercial real estate. And I'm very excited about the opportunity. But, um, you know, I have a lot of passion for my family business, and I I hope to be able to serve in a capacity for our clients and for what we've been able to grow, um, you know, as I continue in my career, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's terrific. Congratulations on that, Mike. That's uh, that's tremendous, and it's it's so great to know that you've landed at such a, you know, at such a place. You know, upon graduation, that's really terrific. Um, you know, and I know you're paying it forward too, Mike, because if I understand correctly, uh, you started a CSI Student Life Club, right? Directly tied yeah. to your ambitions in real estate, kind of opening up that door or that window into the industry for others. Can you explain the club, what it is, and what it hopes to accomplish? Absolutely. So um, this this club is called CSI CREC, uh, Commercial Real Estate Club, and um, you know my motivation from this to start this program here at the college was through those experiences and the opportunities I got through the program I described to you called Project Destin that I took mm -hmm. over the summer. Okay. And I want to say that this has changed a lot of what my kind of goals were throughout college and afforded me this great opportunity to work at Capital One when I graduate. And I wanted to pay that forward. You know, I got a lot of great mentorship. Um, the founder of the program is called, his name is Cedric Bobo. And he has such great uh, goals to provide access commercial real estate access to students who may not realize those opportunities exist. Um, so it's taken me, you know, into a lot of conversations, which I never thought I would be in, um, taking me to meet a lot of great people that are willing to mentor uh, students, college students about real estate. And it motivated me to start the club. Um, so I started this club and throughout the semester, we hosted two executive speaker series on Zoom, a virtual conversation with people that work in the industry. Uh, we had a, a Macaulay CSI alumni, an attorney, uh, speak to students about how he broke into the industry and how he invests in real estate himself. And then we had a, uh, we had a commercial real estate um, uh, broker, Jack Sensky, who works at Colliers. And he spoke with students as well about his career and how it led him to work at Colliers and his passion for real estate and how he also wants to connect with students and speak to them about the opportunities that exist. And truthfully, you know, there's there's a there's a little note, you know, undertone uh, for this program. It's it's how much I got out of working in a family office, working in real estate, things that a lot of people um, don't have the opportunities to have. I mean, I started as a copy boy in my dad's office, making copies and making folder labels. And at the time, I had no idea what I was making copies and folder labels for. <laughs> um, you know, as I got older and I got my real estate license, you know, I guess I just realized that like these opportunities aren't there for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if I can provide some level of access, I would love to, you know, yeah. because I'm yeah. so grateful for the, the experiences and opportunities I had for my father and my family. Um, this spring, we actually, from my own business, uh, Brooklyn Property Manage, we hosted our first internship with the college and we had a student that's in taking a marketing degree. Um, and she interned with us this spring for the, entire course of the semester and she helped us with our instagram and facebook and social profiles and i look forward for successive semesters to provide similar opportunities to csi students that are interested in working within real estate um at my own business you know because yeah. i want to continue to foster that bridge awesome awesome yeah you know you talk about those seeds that you plant that end up growing that's how they start you know uh and exactly. that's that's a great story right there and you know you mentioned you know getting your real estate you know license and you know real estate right now mike in and of itself is a a huge conversation point these days you know oh, um, i know from a residential um area it's it's a seller's market right and yet people say what comes up must eventually come down what do you make Correct. of what's happening out there in the real estate market these days yeah, absolutely. I think that there's there's a lot of 
there's a lot of demand, right? Um, I mean, we're in such a dynamic uh, macroeconomic environment. Um, you know, a lot of news, obviously, regarding interest rates going up. And there is going to be a shift from a seller's market to a buyer's market as purchasing power kind of lowers for a lot of the buyers that we have, um, not only here in New York, but really across the country. Um, but, you know, there was just a lot of kind of craze about the real estate market. And, and it's interesting because of the pandemic that we just came out of. Right. I spoke about um, people that lived in apartments that faced struggles trying to you know, meet uh, demands for the living or the family and, and to pay rent. But people were flocking to buy real estate um, within commercial real estate, buying investment property, as well as residential property. And um, I think the residential property side of things is because, you know, interest rates were capped at really such a nominal level for a long period of time that it just really drove up, it drove up demands. And, um, you know, if supply is really kind of not meeting demand, prices are going to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what we saw. There was a, a huge kind of surge within real estate across across asset types, um, whether that be residential, like a single family home, a two family home, a condo, a co-op, or in the bigger assets. So you're looking at multifamily properties, office space. Um, A lot of people were basically looking to park their money in assets that are going to increase in value, um, in valuation, and maybe have a place to start a family, you know, in, in these kind of crazy times. <laughs> sure. Um, so I, I think that's what we that's what we saw within the real estate industry. I mean, employment uh, was relatively good. A lot of people, you know, were getting kind of new jobs uh, out of the right. pandemic. And a lot of those macroeconomic factors just kind of fueled the demand that was in real estate. Tremendous. Tremendous. You know, Mike, we're coming down towards the end here. And, you know, I know for the folks in in athletics and at CSI in general, students like you, uh, you know, leave a lasting impact on us. But also, I'm interested to ask, what kind of impact do you think CSI is leaving on you? What are some of the things that CSI has impressed on you that maybe you weren't expecting when you made the decision to come here a handful of years ago? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think really, it's just the people I've met. You know, you know the the experiences you have going to a college, and regardless of what college it is, you could go to a SUNY, you could go to a private college. You don't realize the people you're going to meet, the conversations you get to have with people, the places you get to go. And um, I think I've just met so many people at the college that has made my experience. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I kind of came into the athletics program, the athletic director was Charles Gomes, and I think he was an incredible mentor. Um, you know, within athletics and being just kind of an underclassman, a a freshman, a sophomore. Um, There was a shift in leadership. TJ Tibbs has been amazing as well and a huge personality within the athletics department. And, you know, my coach, Michael Acolytis, yourself, Dave, I mean, we got to work together on on staff at at game events. And, you know, never would I have thought that I would have been able to be so involved in the community at CSI. Um, being a photographer at games, representing students within student government, um, you know, working on budget, budgetary items that are critical to the operations of the college as a, as a whole, um, meeting other great mentors, you know, Marianne McLaughlin, who's one of the uh, executives within the CSI Association. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been so many great people that I've gotten to meet um, that have just changed my perspective on things, not even within college, just just post-college, you know, where do I want to take my life? Um, And I think that CSI does a very great job in exposing students to what life really is, not just within a college 
ecosystem or environment just beyond that. And um, I think the students that we have here at CSI are gritty. Um, they're people that are aware of, you know, responsibilities they have beyond just being a college student and they work full-time jobs. Um, they have families, maybe they have kids, they're student athletes, maybe they're veterans, maybe they're first generation students. Mm -hmm. And they just come from a lot of background and they, they get to meet a lot of people from a lot of background. And there's just a, there's just such a real and authentic ecosystem that exists here at the college. And I think that is, that is something that you're not really uh, aware of, you know, applying for colleges. And I'm grateful that I made the decision to come here because I got that real experience. Yeah, that's, that's great. Very well said. And you know, that ecosystem now becomes your professional network as you, uh, as you reach out, yeah. you know, into the world. And, right. and that brings me to my final question, Mike, you know, graduation by the time this airs will be in three days. Uh, it's the first in-person one in three years for us at CSI. And, uh, you know, having your having attained your degree under the landscape of of COVID and the challenges, all the things you've accomplished, all the study, what does it all mean to you to get a chance to don the cap and gown, attend the ceremony on the main lawn? What you know, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, within the next half hour, I was going to go for a kind of lunch with my family, and I put on a basically a dry fit of my my gown since graduation's coming up, and I was looking at myself in the mirror. Um, wearing my sashes, wearing my tassels. And I'm like, wow, you know, to think back on all the years and experience I've had here at the college, now be wearing this regalia that represents all the experiences I've had. And to now also be in person with my fellow students who went through the same, if not similar experiences that I had. It's just a great culminating experience. Um, you know, you get to be there together, you get to see family members, the faculty get to meet your parents. Um, it's just such a celebratory event. And, and that's really what a commencement is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you get to share in those moments with people um, that are just very, very much like yourself that experienced all these things at the college. And, um, you know, it, it's very exciting. I, I really am very excited to be there uh, this Thursday at commencement. Uh, we're going to you know, be with a graduating class of nearly 2000. And um, it's just it's something really it's, it's really something that you want to look forward to. And um, I'm, I'm very glad to, to be at that point now. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And I'm going to be delighted to see you there, Mike. Hopefully we'll we'll cross paths. I know there'll be a lot of people there, but I'll try and make a beeline if I see you say hello. There we go. <laughs> very, Absolutely. very proud of all your accomplishments, Mike. Uh, you know, I'm very proud of, you know, not only the student and, and the person you are, but also, you know, uh, the, the friendship that we've been able to forge and stay connected Absolutely. through the years. Um, you know, your entire family, obviously, Chris, uh, you know, having had a chance to, to, to see him grow within our uh, our department as well. It's been great. And uh, these are the true success stories. These are the true wins that, that, that come with being an administrator at CSI's campus. So my, my utmost congratulations uh, to you. Thank you for doing this uh, you know, with me here. And uh, I look forward to nothing but the best for you, Mike. Thank you, Dave. And I appreciate all those kind words and the support. And I, I know that uh, it, it carries a lot of weight, you know, and, and I, I'm glad I was able to be a part of, you know, the experiences and the stories you get to share in here at the college. And I'm glad you were a part of mine, you know. So um, just a, a sincere thanks to kind of all the opportunities I've had here at the college. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see it all culminate together on Thursday. Excellent. So am I. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Dave. Okay. We thank Mike once again for being a part of our show. Uh, 
this is a great show. What can we say? Uh, third week in a row, we've had a student uh, on our show, and and Mike is just another a, a tremendous example of what students are at the College of Staten Island, what they're capable of, and what they're going to go on to do in our community. Mike is truly one of those MVPs who uh, we're going to love to have back on as an alumni because we know he's going to be able to share some amazing uh, wisdom and experience with us when he does. So that's going to do it for this uh, edition of the podcast, Season 1, Episode 16. Next week, Terry Mayers will be back on as your co-host, and he has a great guest. It's uh, the first guest who's making their second appearance on the show. It's Interim President Dr. Timothy G. Lynch will join uh, Terry Mayers next week, talk about um, his first semester here at the College of Staten Island. I had the pleasure to uh, interview Dr. Lynch at the beginning of the, sem- of the semester. Terry Mayers has the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Lynch now at the end to get all of his um, reflections on what was his first semester. That should be a great show next week. Please be sure to uh, tune into that one. We have a couple of exciting guests coming up as we uh, sunset the spring season here on the CSI Today Talks podcast. Once again, we remind you, be sure to subscribe, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, whichever way you listen to us, please hit the subscribe button so you get all of our episodes and so you get access to all of our archived episodes as well. And please don't forget to subscribe to CSIToday.com, right-hand toolbar. Subscribe to our website. You'll get our top stories and you'll get these episodes and more every single week. We will bring it to you. Thank you for joining us here on the CSI Today Talks podcast. This was Season 1, Episode 16. I am your co-host, David Pizzuto, wishing you a great rest of the week, and we'll see you once again next time here on CSI Today Talks. Thank you for listening to this edition of the CSI Today Talks podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to get alerted for brand new episodes and to listen on demand to your favorites. Be sure to check us out at www.csitoday.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.